It's 2022, which means it's a renewal year and you need CEUs. 30 if you're in South Carolina, and three of those have to be on ethics, jurisprudence, and whatever else goes in that category. Look, the year's going by fast, and you can knock out all those requirements with a MedBridge subscription, and you can get 40% off with the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD. I have a friend named Shelly, and she's a little lazy. Her words, not mine. She hasn't done any Con Ed over the past year and a half until she got her subscription set up. And what she does is she just puts modules on her phone while she watches 90 Day Fiance. Great show, by the way. Is she learning anything? No. But is she getting the local governing bodies off her bat? Yes. Your subscription also includes NSCA credits, OCS certification prep courses, patient education, home exercise programs, EMR integration. There's tons and tons of resources. Again, use the discount code BETTERFASTERPOD to get 40% off your individual subscription. That's the best price that MedBridge offers, okay? Only the best for our listeners. Now enjoy the episode. What is happening, Better Faster Podcast listeners? Happy Wednesday. Been a been a minute since we've done one of these, about yeah, three, man. four weeks. We've kind of busy little, again. Yeah, kind of <laughs> we're averaging a little chaos in our lives, but hey, better later late than never. So yeah. mm-hmm. um few updates. Just want to kind of just talk about life in general. I mean, we got a few we left off with a lead up into the quarterfinals, right? So yeah, that is before the I think it was before the individuals. So gotcha. we've had individuals and since then we've had the teams. So mm-hmm. what's the update on that? How everybody Yeah, so so I shout out to all of our athletes that went through it. Had some really great performances. Um uh we have one individual moving on. Um Rachel Thibodeau qualified moving on. Should find out I think this week which one she'll go to. Um and on the male side have a guy get really close. Gotta give Daniel Sterling a uh, a shout out to twenty years old and finished in the top 150 in the continent, and they take the top 120. So mm-hmm. pretty impressive already for a young guy, a young guy that for hadn't sure. been doing it all that long. So that was they had some we had some great individual performances, um, and then we had the teams. Um, and fortunately, we were lucky enough to be a part of helping uh, a couple of these teams. So um, the first one, Carolina CrossFit's team, uh, you know, a few of those athletes are our athletes, and so getting to to help them and help coach them and write some team training for them and coach them through those workouts was so much fun. I loved doing that. And then also one of my remote athletes, John Ashley, out of North. Uh, out of New York uh, qualified on a team. So um, their team uh, made the cut, uh, pending video reviews and all that kind of stuff. So they'll be figuring out where they're going to go to compete as well. So, top 80? Top 80 teams, yeah. Okay. And so CCF just missed the, the cut on that. But honestly, they crushed their placement from the open. So they did they did much better and worked really well as a team. And, and you know, if you look at, like, where the, where the gym qualified versus where they finished in the qualifier, it was a big improvement. So, so what did they learn? Oh, man. What, um, what we got to improve on? You know, I think uh, there's a few things. I think the um, strength is still the price of admission a lot mm-hmm. in the sport across, across it. There was a four rep max front squat for each person added up, and so um, there, there. And then there was a, a snatch weight that was a little bit heavier for some to 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 cycle um, to just be able to cycle through. So um, those are always going to be big emphasis in off season is mm-hmm. improving Olympic lifting technique and just general strength. Um, and then you know the. There was some volume of things this year that hadn't been seen before, particular GHD volume. Um, the teams had to do 120 each um, GHD sit-ups, and the individuals had to do 180 if they finished that workout, which is just a ton of GHD volume. And the, similarly, that same rep scheme for pistols, so uh, single-leg pistol squats, um, 180 for individuals, 120 each for teams. And Jeez. so, Did you all see those movements coming? I mean, were those getting trained you know, so, so pistols have been in the open previously. Yeah. So I typically, what I'll do for people leading into it, if I think they're of the caliber of an athlete that they'll finish 
the whatever workout comes out or they'll mm -hmm. get through whatever volume is, is allotted. They won't get mm -hmm. capped or things like that. Um, I'll work them up to about 100 pistols in a session. Um, I, and I don't do that you know, year round is typically leading into competitions. Um, you know, and it, it, you rarely do I go above that volume. Um, I'll do, I'll test it in a few different ways paired with certain things, but I'm not a big believer in, you know, crushing pistol volume. I feel like it just blows too many people up. Um, and, you know, maybe that's something that I'm gonna have to, you know, bias in mind. I'm gonna have to continue to adjust because the volumes this year were extreme. 180 was a lot. That uh, was more than we'd ever seen before in a qualifier like this. The only time you would see volume like that typically would be at the, at the games type thing. Mm -hmm. um, GHG setups had never been in the, uh, in any online portion until last year's first round of the games qualifier. So if you remember the games last year, they had two portions. They had stage one and stage two. Stage one was all online and the top five males, top five females were in person for stage two. Mm -hmm. So the stage one did have a GHD in there and that was kind of the first time you saw that kind of being used in that setting. So we had some inklings that it might come out. Um, but again, I think I had worked people up to between 75 and 100 depending on the person just because that, that I guess, a tough movement on the body to, to do in high volumes. Um, and, and until this point, it had been necessary to, to, to do those kind of volumes. So um, I think going forward, uh, I might up maybe some of the volumes from my higher level competitors up to the lower 100s, but mm -hmm. I still don't see the need to hit you know, 200 pistols or GHG in a workout. I sure. just don't, I, I think it's kind of like, it's not like training for marathons and ultras, right? You don't run, you know, ultras all the time to get better at ultras, right? Or run right. marathons all the time to get better at marathons. Like you will have periods of time where you might increase your volume over the course of a week or in any given bout of running. Same kind of thing with this. Um, so Accumulation. Think, yeah, exactly. So I might, I'm going to accumulate some good volume for them and, and maybe build that up still strategically throughout the season. So mm -hmm. I'm not having them touch some GHGs and pistols for a little while. They don't yep. necessarily need to at this stage of the off season. So mm -hmm. um, one more stage coming up um, in terms of qualifiers, it's the age group qualifier. So we have uh, some people competing in that. Um, the, the, I think uh, the best chance scenario or our highest, our highest qualifier thus far, uh, Jess Manfro in the 45 to 49 year old female right. category is uh, she was sixth in the open, and so nice. they take top twenty. So um, this is a big one. Um, she crushed it last year too. Unfortunately, they didn't have a games last year. Mm -hmm. So this is a this is a great opportunity. So we're we're excited and prepping for that. That is a week a week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow officially. Where are the games at now? Still around? Madison. Still okay. Madison. They re upped for a little bit. Didn't they go back to like the Castro Ranch one year? They did last year yeah. when it was a smaller field. So and Castro's out, right? Well, no, he's you know, Castro's, okay. Castro's ahead of the game still. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, Glassman, yeah, Glassman's out. Glassman's right. My out. bad. Yeah. yeah. So um, Castro's still ahead of the games, mm -hmm. and um, it's back in Madison. Uh, we'll see what the landscape is like from a COVID mm -hmm. perspective, because some of the semifinals, the next stage, is going to have to be virtual. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see how that goes, but for sure. you know, assuming everybody goes well, you know, Jess's opportunity for the age group qualifier is directly to qualify for the games. Mm -hmm. um, Rachel and, and John and the guys on there are still going for team stuff. They have now qualified for the next stage, which is semifinals, nice. which is in person for most of them, and that's what qualifies for the game. So it's a long season, but sure. uh, it's uh, it, it's fun, man. keeps Sh keeps me <laughs> it keeps me busy. Absolutely, designing yeah. these things. Shout it's out fun. those athletes. I mean, especially you know with the weirdness of the last year and a half or so. So it's really really good to be staying on top of everything because as we know it goes well beyond the fitness and the program it's the whole mm -hmm. lifestyle as well for sure too, so. yeah, yeah and they don't get to this level just because they're they're only genetically gifted or anything like mm -hmm. they, these guys are putting in some some serious work in the gym and outside mm -hmm. the gym like you mentioned you know dialing things in mm -hmm. um, and that doesn't just start when it's like oh i just qualified for the quarterfinals in, in a month i need to get my stuff together you know it's like that's a, a year-round commitment you know where we're setting these goals 
for next year already mm-hmm. with some of these athletes. And it, it's kind of, you know, if you really want it, you got to put in that work for sure. You know, inside and outside the gym. For sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, switching gears on you. You seen anything interesting in the clinic? Man, I have recently. I, did, I think I just told you this the other day. I have, I have a handful of groin strains all of a sudden, adductor, adductor issues, um, which has been interesting. I've got, um, in briefly looking at my, um, my, uh, caseload. Um, a couple of them are young and a couple of them are old. College kid, high school kid, and, and then some um, older individuals that are 40, 50. Um, all males. All males. Um, and, you know, for me, as I'm going through this, you know, I'm trying to tease out, you know, is this really an adductor? Is this hamstring? Is this something else going on? And and they all seem to be a little bit more adductor. And, and it's 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 interesting. Um, yep. All varying mechanisms of injury, uh, varying severities um, and irritabilities. And so I've had to, to, to play around with a little bit. But it, that has been, that's been a weird thing for me this week. <laughs> I feel like I had like, oh, this influx of, of adductor issues all of a sudden. What were the mechanisms? Like one, two, um, three, rapid fire? Yeah, so um, one was a uh, soccer player. One was a, is a high school runner. Um, and it was just more of, uh, you know, it wasn't anything like specific that he could remember. Another one was squatting as a college kid. It was actually a college kid who I rehabbed his ACL, and he's less than a year out from the ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did a discharge from PTs, but he crushed it um, mm-hmm. and has been squatting, deadlifting, and actually was, you know, hitting weights even heavier now than he was pre-ACL injury already yeah. from a squat standpoint. And on that same side had a little bit of a tweak. And I think probably it's just that side is still still a little bit behind the other one. He may have just been pushing a little For bit sure. too hard. But I love that he was trying to get after yeah. it. Um, How far and, out of a surgery is he now? Uh, he is, I, I think he's about 10 months probably now. Yeah, and that's, you yeah. know, like, you know, we're on the, mm-hmm. it, it, if, all, if it was like a perfect scenario, we'd keep most of these LCA, ACL reconstruction patients in for at least a year. But yeah, yeah. Not, and I think from an insurance perspective, I only was able to for maybe six months. For sure. So, yeah. But that's it's a lesson learned, right? It's been a few months right? since I'd seen him. Yeah. So yeah, when you have the option to do that, in some cases you do, you know, it's for not sure. a bad thing to hang on to these people yeah. for a while because it only, you know, serves them well and yeah. keeps them from not only, you know, re-tearing that ACL or, yeah. you know, tearing and he And else. he had crushed everything and, and was pretty, like, from a, I felt confident about his discharge, even though mm-hmm. we weren't quite where we wanted to be. Right. I would love to have kept on, um, but he had, he had kind of hit that point where I didn't really have much of a choice, and so I had really talked him through how the next couple months should look like mm-hmm. or what they should look like. Um, and he he was doing great, and mm-hmm. I think he's just been feeling so good. He started pushing it more sure. and more and more, and and um, I honestly hadn't talked to him in a couple months um, uh, after like our last like email exchange, right. and then I see he popped up on my caseload again, yeah. and, uh, and it was just because he pushed a little bit and for sure, yeah, you know, pain now at the bottom of the squat. So um, you know he's he's already feeling a lot better. Good. That's been. I think two two visits now, three Good. visits, three visits. Awesome. And the other two, the um, just I, I assume that the common theme is you just need to get them strong. Your soccer player, yeah, your runner, for sure. Yep, they're, they're strong. They definitely just need to get a little bit stronger, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and right now, trying to look, they're both you know in competitive seasons right mm-hmm. now. So trying to balance what they're you know what they're doing with the with the activity or you know, with their sport. So yeah. you know, high school runners got states coming up. You right. know, um, soccer players in the middle of the season. Um, yeah. So trying to figure out how are we going to potentially still be able to compete if possible um, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, really modifying volume if needed and figuring out how to maybe load it a little bit, but you know, like where are we going to start with loading for them? And, you know, it's, 
it, it's tough, but that's the fun part. Yeah, you know, runners, it's a puzzle. man. It's, it's not it's not the it's not the runners. It's the coaches. Like it's oh, like, yeah. oh, God, we got. I, I've probably said this like ten times on this podcast, but you've got to convince them that strength training is an asset to their yeah, training sure. and their performance too. But mm. there's so many are just like anti anti strength training. I feel like you need to do some kind of workshop or something like that. Just invite yeah. them. Dude, for sure. You're not even kidding, man. Yeah. What about you? What have you been seeing? What's been interesting on your caseload? Um, same, good variety. Same old, same old. But I had one interesting case, and I'm going to paint the picture here without giving too many identifiers because um, I don't want anybody to kind of figure this out. But I got this gentleman. He's he's middle-aged, and he's, he's very well-trained, and uh, I'm rehabbing him for cervical disc replacement. He had it at a couple levels. And he's several months out now. It's been going really, really well. All of a sudden just over a weekend he was training he was actually doing some sprints on a bike and he started just getting this you know intense chest pain shortness of breathing like very very intense like to the point where it was like i didn't know what was going on like i thought i could like you know pass out die, that mm. kind of thing so i'm like shit man like we need to you know talk to a cardiologist and, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. stuff out uh, and, that's not normal right right yeah. and, and and which which you know he he had already initiated that like through his ortho because right. he knows his physician and the whole like team at the you know local hospital um pr- pretty mm. well but anyways um, so he's been going through that process, saw a pulmonologist, and um, it's it's really weird. Like low intensities, he's fine, but as soon as he starts to kick it up high intensity, he starts to get this you know pain wrapping around his rib cage to his sternum, um, and, uh, and and it will last for a while. It'll last for like a good thirty minutes to an hour, that kind of thing. And he's you know mentioned that you know his respiratory rate will increase, but the heart rate doesn't go up with yeah. it to match it, which is which is crazy. Um, yeah, interesting. So they were just kind of trying to retrace their steps and so reverse engineer like what could happen what started and it was actually the actually the suggestion from one of his physicians that it could have been related to the covid vaccine because of the timeline when it matched up um and i can't remember which one he got i think that would be important for this episode but it was one of the two steps it wasn't the j and j but they they just mentioned that you know it could be this you know it could be something else could be a whole they're trying to rule stuff out i mean they've given an inhaler they're about to give a corticosteroid injection to try to just kind of rule stuff out um they checked off asthma his current diagnosis is just dyspnea just you know you know shortness of breath difficulty breathing but anyways they were mentioning that that could be the case and they've also seen that amongst some other high level athletes in town where they've had some you know young people well trained got the vaccine and started having some very similar issues and it might be affecting like their upcoming sports season so um, very very interesting i know that that's a very polarizing topic and it seems like their information's changing on that each week yeah, but yeah. um you know this person in particular like he it was one of those things where like he kind of had some pressure from his job to get it it wasn't like you have to get it to work here but you really need to or else life's going to be difficult for you and so i think that's a cautionary tale you know i've I've seen some cases where there's been some companies some businesses that have forced that amongst their employees and i think that's a little short-sighted i think like it's probably good to step back thirty thousand feet and and look at this objectively because if something happens people start having issues in the future or even if maybe they don't have any issues that's related to the vaccine, but they can't really necessarily prove it, then yeah. you're going to have some problems, right? That could be yeah, some lawsuits. liability and, down the road. And we know that, you know, no, people rarely sue anymore in America. It mostly settles out of court. So that could cost you, you know, Pretty a lot of money. Sure. So I think anytime you're starting to mess with people's freedoms, it gets a little bit dicey. So just something to think about for your for your own personal and business reasons too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and it's, it's just, just like everything else. We're probably never going to know what VO right. the you know, true effects of a lot of those things is there's going to be a lot of correlation, but it's going to be hard to prove causation in a yeah, lot of ways. Exactly. And so, um, but yeah, you know, and that's every, every business got to figure out what they're going to yeah. do. Um, but I think honestly, it's going to get to a point where living daily life 
is going to be hard as the way we we have known it will be hard without having had gotten it you know i think there's going to be enough things that are going to be it's going to have be required to do x y and z or kids might be it might be added to the list of immunizations they'll have to have before they can go to public schools and and it's just it's going to so i think it's going to find our kid in private but there it was so it would be it'll be probably be like in there would be probably that influence will will kind of happen over time i think regardless of of yeah, until the next until the next scene comes up and our short attention span start to get focused on something else. But um, hey, you know, I found out I got the antibodies over the weekend, so I got oh, I got go. a get out of jail free card for another ninety days. So, there you go, so I'm brother. good to go, there man. Go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you had a, you had an interesting um, interesting knee case if I remember too. I, I did. Got to see you yes, a bit as well. Yeah. Um, so um, I got to see one uh, one day. I got to see her, or two days. I saw her, but she's seen you for the most part. Yeah. So this was um, so we talked about ART, right? So yeah. you know. We, we plugged it, put it on like an email and social media and yeah. stuff, and that's what brought this person in the door, um, which was which was great. And um, she had had a, a, a catastrophic injury and had an MCL sprain a long time ago, like a say about a year ago. Yeah, a little longer. Mm-hmm. Um, Been a while. And for some reason, the ortho she saw immobilized her for ten weeks. Just straight up mobile. There wasn't straight even like up, there wasn't yeah. even like let's get out of this brace, you know, once a day and you know do some ankle pumps, quad sets, heel side. It was it was just what's immobilizing thing. And you know, spoiler alert, she got a very stiff knee, yeah. arthrofibrosis, right? So she mm. went through this didn't see that coming whole process where she got a manipulation under anesthesia, license of adhesions, and very active person, right? And mm-hmm. and always, right, in terms of her, her her job, her hobbies, her exercise, and just went from that to not doing anything. And so it's really affected her a lot um, with, with her lifestyle in a lot of negative ways and just kind of her whole outlook on life. But anyways, long story short, um, she had been through the ringer with some different physical therapists, other physicians get second opinion, stuff like that too. But um, she came into the door. She changed some things up at home on her own before mm-hmm. she got here. So she came in the door already doing pretty well, expecting that she wasn't even going to get 90 degrees of flexion. And like on the first day, she was getting those triple digits and she's kind of maintained, you know, 115 to 120. So... You know, the, the treatments kind of shifted a little bit more from that initial goal of range of motion more towards strength, right? Because we're talking 30 degrees of uncharted territory that she hadn't had in over a year. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be super, super weak with that. So we're kind of just kind of relearning how to do everything again. But it's really going well. I mean, she's yeah. she's been really pleased and just, you know, made several comments about how she feels like she's gotten her life back and things like that. So it always makes you feel good as a therapist. Dude, you know, it's, very, sure. it's, it's a very rewarding job when you have cases like that. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's just it, the thing that it, the whole – the old saying, the – you know, never underestimate the power of the medical system to make you worse. Yeah, like, this is the sure. prototypical example right there. Of, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, an MCL sprain. Let's just lock this knee down for for ten weeks. Like, I feel, I feel like she saw the one surgeon out of a hundred that would have no, done that. Too. Like, that was such a bad. I know, and this is the oh. whole like why we push so hard for getting PT first yeah. and fighting for direct access is because you know. You know, if it was something where we felt like we needed to refer to the surgeon, of course, I feel like confident that we would go that route. But mm-hmm. if she came in on this, I, I, without having seen the presentation initially, I don't think that in my mind we would have jumped sure. right to this mobilization. Yeah. But, um, oh, man, that's just, it was just sad to hear that story a little bit and how mm-hmm. rough it's been for her. Mm-hmm. But it is also, like I said, so rewarding to see those changes taking place in front of your eyes. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, just the, even the apprehensive to, to sit down onto a chair that – put her knee even close to 90 degrees of yep. flexion to start and now doing you know box squat type stuff loading mm-hmm. and having and being and it's just like it's just a huge change in mindset yep, absolutely that's that's awesome mm-hmm. uh, yeah but yeah that reminds us why we do it huh exactly mm-hmm. yeah so not, not every case you know when i on the phone like conversation like she's kind of giving me like the the nuts and bolts about it i was like oh man 
I don't know how well it's going to work. Yeah, I know. You have to think of like how much more motion right. am I going to be able to get? So, like, oh, so yeah. like, I don't, you know, I don't give them unrealistic expectations. Like, we'll, we'll try and see what we can get, you know. Right, right. And, but but it's worked out really, really well. So I'm I'm really glad that we sent those emails out and, and got yeah, this person in here. Right. Sure. And, yeah, and it wasn't. And this is one of those things too. It's like that that you know, ART stuff probably did get her a little, maybe a little bit of motion in the beginning, but a lot of it was like this, she needed to, she needed to load this thing. Oh, yeah. and do it by the end, but I told but her, I told her we could have done like, I could have just drew like a one man, random manual therapy technique of like, like a, yep. a box, a hundred different ones. And it probably would have worked. It's just more about getting her moving and yep. kind of and, sequencing. And, but yeah. Hey, from a marketing perspective, right there we go. Also had crappy PT, right? Um, yeah, she did. She, she was, she there did was go to PT, the yep. experience was described as like coming in, getting on a new step for 15 minutes and then yeah. stretching. And that good, was a good old new step, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Good so, you want to get one of those for the clinic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Again, I mean, new step might be necessary in a certain setting. You no, know? they're, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're good at tying bands, yeah. too. Like, they're really, really heavy and sturdy. So, like, if you need to tie a few, like, <laughs> great, functional fitness great, bands, great, great tool for that. Big paperwork. Yeah, yeah, right yeah, there. yeah, for um, sure. But it might be might be necessary in a certain setting, but yeah. uh, we're going to pass on having one here. The time that. waster. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We should, just, we should just come up with a product and just call it the time waster, you know? Yeah, like, dude. put, like, the, the CPT codes on it and just be like, yeah. Hey, you can bill for it. That's right. That's why that's what they do. Oh for my sure, gosh. but um, no, it's yeah. That was that was cool to see. Mm-hmm. That's been a lot of fun, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's otherwise, you know, things are rocking and rolling. Back yep. to busy, getting yep. getting after it. Businesses are booming, so we'll keep yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hopefully, we'll do. We'll get back to doing these on a regular yeah, basis. Stay <laughs> we tuned. Start scheduling these yep. out a little yep. bit better. <laughs> As always, hit that like button, subscribe, uh, sh- shout outs on social media, and we'll be back probably next week. Next yeah, month. Next, we'll be back next month, right? Yeah, yeah, at least next board. month. Hopefully, next week. It's a better, faster podcast. We're out. This episode is brought to you by Vertex PT Specialist. One patient per doctor physical therapy per hour. Guaranteed. The best physical therapy ever. Check us out at vertexpt.com or on the gram at vertexpt.